Good morning. Welcome this Wednesday this uh, <clears throat> Wednesday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We're going to continue our study and devotional time on the name of God. And we specifically have been talking about and learning about the name of Jesus and the power that is vested behind that name. We talked about the Apostle Paul identifying some of the strategies of the warfare that take place in the life of a Christian, the life of a believer, the life of a disciple and follower of Christ. And these warfares that take place need to be understood in our lives. Uh, Otherwise, we will live in defeat and constant defeat for not knowing the strategies of our enemy. And Paul outlined that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So it's not against other human beings, but it is against the influence of those invisible powers affecting human beings. And the results of that effect are visible in their actions and in their words and in their thoughts and in what they do and everything else. Now, the importance of this is if we go back to the book of Genesis, it's the book of beginnings. In the book of Genesis, we find the principles and the types and the shadows of everything that is going to be set forth in the New Testament, the reality of these things. And the challenge that we see there is when Satan comes against Eve and deceives her. Adam was not deceived, the Bible says in the book of Corinthians, but Eve was. Now here's the issue. Ever since the fall of Satan, or I'll say Lucifer and becoming Satan, he's wanted to have a voice in this earth. Now, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 talks about everything makes a sound. It is very distinct. It has a voice, and every voice wants to be heard. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Every voice wants to be heard, but not every voice can be heard. And the voice of the realm of the Spirit cannot be heard in the realm of the natural Unless there is a vehicle to transfer that voice. When Eve was deceived, it was not Satan directly deceiving her, but he used the voice, the vocal cords, of the serpent. So he had to deceive the serpent first. Of course, we know that he's a deceiver from the beginning because he deceived a third of the angels in heaven to follow him. So we cannot underestimate that he does have the ability to deceive. But that's where the light of the Holy Spirit comes into the life of the believer. Well, anyway, getting back to our study so we don't deviate. He found a voice to express himself. Now, God has always had a voice on the earth too. He has always found someone through whom he could voice His voice in the natural. Of course, we have the word of God that was brought forth by the writings of Moses and then the 
prophets and the individuals that were anointed by God that brought us uh, what we have as what we know as the Old Testament and and the the Psalms and the law and all these things. A voice was given in the natural by God using the instrument of humanity, anointing them through the Holy Spirit and then bringing forth a voice. Even to announce the coming of Christ, there was a voice in the wilderness. That voice was the voice of John the Baptist announcing. So everything wants to have a voice. And the reason they want to have a voice is because they want to be able to express an ideology. Something that someone will follow. Something that one person will turn into a belief system. Then it turns into a pattern and a lifestyle and a way of living and conduct. And eventually that thing can become the culture of an entire society in a, in a certain place, in a certain city, in a certain nation around the world. So if we can understand that, then we can understand that in the realm of the spirit, spiritual wickednesses in high places and principalities and powers, they all want to voice their opinion. They want to give their voice to be heard and to be followed. We are, the Bible says, to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. If today you were to hear his voice, harden not your heart. If you go to the book of Revelation, in chapter 2 and in chapter 3, it is the Holy Spirit saying, at the end of the rebuke or commendation of each of the churches there, if any man has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit Let him hear. So the Holy Spirit has a voice that we are to hear. He can voice that voice to our very inner being, our innermost being, giving witness. Or the very word of God that is written all of a sudden becomes alive unto us. And when we believe and accept it, then there are things that change in our lives. Now, here is... An example, out of the book of Ephesians, in chapter 4, verse 23, and in the book of Romans, we have two thoughts that we need to understand there. And the reason we need to understand them is because it is the way that the enemy wants to work and the way that God wants to work. It is the way that the scripture identifies as the strategies of the enemy but at the same time, the workings of the Holy Spirit. And depending on who gets control of our mind, and who gets control of our thought system and thought patterns, will eventually get control of our body, and our behavior, and our vocal cords, and our words, and our way of living. So, the scripture says, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Regular old King James Version. But as we start looking at some of the other versions, we get to get a bigger, broader picture. Understanding this a little bit more. In the Amplified Bible, it says it this way. And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind. Having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. You must be renewed in your heart and in your thinking. 
Another translation says your heart and minds must be made completely new. Another translation says to be renewed in your mental attitude. Attitude is very important. The mental attitude really is necessary for a Christian to overcome. Because if you see yourself with an attitude of, ah, I'm always depressed, I'm always defeated, I'm always down, I'm always doubting, then how can victory ever come, even though God has prepared victory for the believer? Another translation says, let the Spirit change your way of thinking. Another translation says, you must be made new in your heart and in your thinking. See, the way that we used to be before cannot be continued in our thought patterns and in our thinking at all. It must do a 180 degree turn. That is where the spirit of this world, the spirit of the prince of the power of the air, who has controlled the minds. How? By giving a thought that is accepted as a way of thinking. That way of thinking becomes a habit. That habit becomes a lifestyle. That lifestyle becomes people's culture. So we need to start at the root of it and defeat it there by planting God's word as the true thinking for the believer. And we'll see how this works. It says in another translation, your heart and your mind must be completely new. You must be renewed in your mental attitude. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you. See, every time you hear the word of God preached, every time you study it, every time you read it, every time you talk about it, and there is something that pops out. That revelation of God's word is given to you to renew your mind. The book of Revel- the book of uh, <clears throat> the book of Romans shows us in chapter twelve, verse one, two, and three the importance of renewing our mind and not being conformed to this world, to this cosmos, to this age, to the patterns of thinking. We must be totally radically changed in our thinking. Why? Because if we're not, then we continue in the patterns of thinking that are controlled by the prince of the power of the air. And it is in the name of Jesus that we must do this spiritual warfare That according to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, we war not against flesh and blood, but our weapons are mighty through God. They're spiritual weapons. Our armor is a spiritual armor. We learned about the armor of David and the armor of Saul and the armor of Goliath the other day. And the importance of understanding that David came against Goliath in the name of the Lord. We come against these works of the enemy in the name of Jesus. It says in Romans chapter 7 verse 23, But I see another law in my mind or in my members, warring against the law of my mind. Notice there is a battle taking place. The battlefield is our actual mind. 
and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Another translation says, but I see another law in my members, undertaking an expedition against the law of my mind and captivating me to the law of the sin to the one being in my members. Another translation says, but I see a different law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity under the law of sin, which is in my members. Another translation says, but every part of me, I discovered something fighting against my mind. Wow. Every part of me finds that my mind is being attacked. Whether it's our circumstances, which the enemy is going to use to come against our lives, whether it's doubt, whether it's fear, whether it's temptation, whether it's discouragement, he will use all these things. He will cause us through circumstances for us to change our mind and trust in belief in God's word and cause us to worry, cause us to stress, cause us to be fearful and doubtful. He will cause us through these things to even faint and be weak in our minds, throw our hands up and give up. He wants to discourage and depress us. All of these things are his attacks. All because he will use the circumstances that are taking place in our lives. Circumstances taking place in our jobs. Circumstances taking place in the home, in the marriage, in our life. Even in church. And he'll take advantage of those circumstances to twist things around in your mind. And change your attitude. Change your belief system. Change your way of behaving. Once he begins to do that, he begins to control you. And that's exactly what the serpent did when he voiced the voice of Satan unto Eve and she believed it. And when you read the story in Genesis chapter 3 from verses 1 through 6, we find the terrible results of how both Adam and Eve fell. And they circumvented not only to the temptation, but to the belief system and doubt system that the devil had presented through them. When the voice that was giving the opinion that God was not telling the truth, that God didn't want them to really be blessed, all of these were lies. But they couldn't see through that because their minds had already began to accept a lie. We must stop the lies in the name of Jesus and always ask for the work of the Holy Spirit to bring to light in your life, enlightening your eyes to behold and to see that which is necessary, beginning with using the name of Jesus against the enemy. Join us on Thursday as we continue this thought and line of thinking. In Jesus' name, amen.